With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, 
a couple of people in the initiative that have been um, students of uh, nutrition and wellness. And so we thought one show is, is definitely not enough for uh, for all the info. I mean, it's food, for crying out loud. It's it's what we have to deal with every day. So unless you're yeah. an Eritarian, or, or, are those real? People keep saying Eritarian, yeah? Bugs nodding his head, yes. Um, yeah. You have to eat. So, And if you're like me, you love to eat. I love to eat. Um, and it shows. God damn it. Oh, and by the way, if you're listening to a tribe with kids in the room, be, be warned. We uh, we cuss a lot, like sailors on Tourette's, I tell you what. Um, but that's that's just how we roll. We apologize. It has to end here. It's not going to end, especially if Zero gets back on the radio um, within the next you know show. He, it's going to be worse. So we're all ex-bouncers. Some of us aren't ex-bouncers. Uh, They're actually not. And that's what we do. But in, in fact, Vector was a bouncer at one time. Weren't you, Vector? I was indeed. One of my first nights, I protected Rock from the filthy vagrants trying to steal a... No, he was just, he was just a patron who was out of his sorts and tried to steal a bottle of alcohol and uh, tried to throw a nasty... What is that called? Dirty punch. Oh, roundhouse. Fighting dirty. Yeah, no, no, nice yeah. roundhouse. Right That's when your back was turned. Actually, you're right. Yeah. Shoved him out into the street. I, it was a, one of my finer moments. It was pretty cool. It was actually... You it was still kind of... Yeah, she still doesn't believe me because she knows... Shut up, boo! Oh, you know what, okay. Doug? Major delay. Major delay. Yeah, stop with the... the... I, I, I don't believe you because of what? What was that? You still don't believe me because you never saw the punch coming, but that's why I stepped in and did what I had to do. What was necessary? That's right. See, and that's that's, you took initiative. That's right. No bump, something like that. Okay, okay, whatever. (laughs) Okay, so I'm getting right to this because this is a really important topic to me because um, I was suffering for years with uh, different stomach ailments. Uh, probably were. You know, a, a lot of it was probably induced, you know, self-induced by you know, too much worry and and. But I would say that most of it was because of um, the food choices that I was making, and they were uh, causing me to have, um, you know, there was GERD. I think uh, you guys can look that up. I'm not going to take time in the show to explain what it is. And there was there was gastrointestinal <laughs> reflux disease. Thanks. It's go. basically um, really okay. harsh heartburn. Yeah, yeah, really hard, harsh heartburn. There was that. There was a. There was about of yeah. Which is a little TMI for for Roth tonight. But hey, we're all about sharing. I'm sharing. Um, I I suffered from IBS at one point and um, irritable bowel syndrome. Yes. Yeah, and I always thought that was just brought on by being with nightbugs, but you know. Anyway, um, that is, well, stress can be part of it. We'll talk about that later. Right. So, <laughs> oh, Moxie. Yeah, I see. I see in the chat room, Moxie's going, "Oh boy, do I know?" Yeah, Moxie. Doesn't it just make you want to rip your throat out and give it to someone else for a little while? Yeah, it does. That, that burning sucks. Um. So, what really helped was, you know, at first I was on a bunch of uh, uh, medications from my doctor. You know, he he didn't know anything other than to. Um, when I say he didn't know anything other than to, that doesn't mean my doctor. My doctor's wonderful. In fact, he was voted the East Bay's um, favorite physician one year, a few years ago. Um, he's a great doctor. But 
he prescribes. That's what doctors do, right, Victor? Instead of That's you right, know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and what I'd like to do is instead of what, what most of us want to do is, is not just mask the symptom or correct the symptom. We want to get down to the root of what's causing it in the first place. And I firmly believe, firmly, um, that the cure is usually on the end of your fork, as is the, yep. the you know, the cause most of the time. So um, with that, uh, yeah, very much so. I'm, I'm wondering. I have so many questions to ask about different things. Where, what would we like to talk about, Vector? I I, uh, I did go over a couple of things that I might bring up with you on the show, but out of that list, what would you what would you like to to bring up first? Because all of these are important to me. Well, when you bring up nutrition and you do bring up the cure to, to you know, the idea of, of nutrition as a cure and getting to the root cause, those are all really good points that nutrition can help you with. And at the same time, you can't, you also can't just look at nutrition as a fix-all to all your problems because you you need to um, think of it as not eating not eating healthy. Uh, gosh, I have a note in front of me. I don't have it. So, uh, <laughs> it's basically it, it, when you start learning about nutrition and, and and causation and and getting to the root of your problems, you really are opening Pandora's box. You really are opening all these different solutions to all sorts of problems. So it's not just any right. one thing being one fix-all. There is no fix-all food to fix all your problems. Because you have to address things like we brought up. We brought up stress, and you have to, you know, your hormones. There are all these different things. Bringing your life in balance, but as with, and it becomes an art. And with that, and just like with any art, everything's kind of related. And you start noticing once you start realizing that you know what the truth is about everything you're learning, you see things starting to cross over. You know, so everything starts falling yeah. together and making. Yeah. I I have to say, you know what I I. I've got to contradict you right there. I mean, I've got to stop you. I'm sorry. There is one fix-all, cure-all food, and it's chocolate. And that's almost the end of the show right now because it's chocolate. I was we can't agree on that. We're going, we have I was really hoping you were going to say bacon. You are correct, sir. Chocolate bacon. I can talk about it. This show is there you okay. go. Okay. It was very <laughs> We're done. Everyone's done. <laughs> Okay, but all right, yeah, yeah, thanks, bud. Me, um, you know, I forgot when I was saying that you you studied uh, for so long. I, I got to mention a couple of these guys because there's there's one guy that uh, his books and such. I mean, they've changed our lives. Paul Check, um, and we'll put up a link for him, and and it's spelled C H E K. If you guys are really trying to get that balance that Victor's talking about, Paul Check his books, and the guy that we're hoping to get on here for part of our series is Sean Croxton. This guy has uh, the yeah. number one blog talk radio on, on the air right now, the number one blog talk radio. So um, out of, it's got 100,000 blog talk radio shows, this guy is number one. And there's a reason. Food affects everybody, and he's got so many shows that just kill all of the myths that that we've you know we've grown up to believe. <clears throat> like I remember when people were saying stop eating butter because it's bad for you. 
now there's no way in hell I would touch margarine. I'm sorry. You know, after learning from Vector, um, what's up, and and just dispelling all this food pyramid myth stuff. And speaking of the food pyramid, Vector, why why should we take that all with a (laughs) grain of salt, if you will? The food pyramid? Standard food pyramid, I believe, like when you're in, even in elementary school, they show you the food pyramid, and it shows you a base of a pyramid that is pretty much made up of carbs and butter, and or not butter, sorry, carbs and bread, and I think next up is like meat or vegetables, I forget which it is, but you know, at the tip, I think they, they maybe had the protein at the very top, I actually forget. All I remember is that there was a whole lot of bread at the bottom, and a lot of folks are finding out that if you kind of invert that pyramid so you have, you imagine your pyramid is upside down, you got a bunch of, or, you know, more meat and, and fiber at the top from vegetables, and at the very bottom is a little small amount of, uh, of carbs. And this is what people are finding to be true. And really, just like when we're on the street and you observe people around you, you start people watching, if you start doing the same kind of people watching for how people look today and think back of, about how people used to look, you do notice a difference. Right. If you start thinking dogmatically, well, well, what has changed about how people have were eating back when, you know, in a where you imagine there weren't any people. There's like, I'm sorry, it is true, though. I, I don't remember seeing so many large people. When I remember the first really big person, I was young holding my mom's hand, and I'm like, what's going on? I mean, there weren't a lot of fat people in my family, but hey, I just remember being like, wow, you know, you can't take your eyes off this person because it's an oddity. Now it's kind of the norm, especially in the United States. I don't think many people can disagree with that. So you kind of notice that that is, I mean, based, if that's what I was learning as a kid. That's a food pyramid. You need to eat a lot of carbs, and this is your daily makeup. I mean, what's one of the first things you start pricing when you're making out a budget? How much is the price of bread? It's one of the first things. You know, oh, i got to make my bread. It's so part of our culture. And... Right. A lot of that has to do, I think, you know, you can talk conspiracy or whatever, but it has to do with the government and FDA and certain people within Congress who are part of the agriculture today. Um, a lot of people being in the, in the wheat and corn industry, it's, it's our big drivers of money. But you will find that comes back around. You can try and, you know, discount that and you can bring it back to, well, no, it has to do actually with your brain needs carbs to, to live and maybe if you're going to, you know, need energy for sports, you need those carbs to really you know, get your body going and have the energy you need to get through the day. But what are most people's days? Is it running marathons? My day-to-day no. was eight hours sitting at my desk. I don't know about many other right. people. I mean, unless you're out, and, you know, sweating out in your garden, pulling weeds and doing all this other stuff, that's a different story. But apart from that is the fact that carbs, today's carbs, especially the two main carbs that you think of is like wheat and corn. And the wheat and corn of today is not, the wheat and corn we were eating even 50 years ago. And it has been, you can, I don't want to call it a GMO, but it has been, you know, modified, maybe not genetically, but it has been spliced so many different times. You know, the, uh, what is that called when you breed the seeds together? I know your mom is into that stuff. Rock. Well, yeah, that's, I was just saying splicing, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. 
just through yeah. breeding and hybriding, right? You pick you pick the two different species. Right. What the, what the agriculture has done is they try to, to breed the species with the most starch to get the most bang for their buck. They're, you know, and so you have a protein germ within that seed of either wheat or corn that has shrunken so small that it's really hard to see with a naked eye these days. And back in the day, even 50 years ago, it was like maybe twice the size it was. And then and the, go back as far as the days of the Bible, it was like you could live off a loaf of bread, you know. Right. But Right. That's the you know I wasn't around during days of the Bible, but that's the story. That's what they're feeding us. So hey, well I'm not, not feeding us today, but hey, <laughs> if you part the funds, anyways. So that's part of it. See, it's like once you start it, once you start learning about this stuff, you got me going. You can really you well, once you start learning about this stuff, you really get going. Well, that's why we split this up into three sections because I believe that, um, you know, you can't get everything in the world out there, but in three different shows you can get a lot of information out there. And for people who are um, sincerely looking to, to better their diet, and I'm surrounded by people like that, so I'm, I'm pretty grateful. Um, I, I'm, I'm finding that people are starting to wake up. There are still people who will not give up, you know, their comfort food because for some people that's the one constant in their life is, is this comfort food. And unfortunately, those very same people are the people that I see walking around with, um, you know, morbid obesity and um, health problems that are stemming from from their lack of nutritional knowledge. So ignorance right. is bliss, you know, for some people. Um, so, and a lot of people coming out of, uh, you know, Rules of nutrition. You're right; they're being taught a lot of standardized stuff that is is outdated, but is still being taught because um, curriculum takes a while to change unless somebody's really, really pushing for that. Um, but with the with the food pyramid thing, yeah, the whole carb thing. No, I don't. I wouldn't advocate doing the Atkins. Let's all drop carbs. But the reality is, the less of those carbs that I eat, and I don't eat a lot of them anymore. Um, I don't have that wheat belly bloat anymore that um, that I, I, I wondered why was I always feeling this bloat, why was I always feeling tired. And um, thanks to you, I found out that uh, there, some of us, you know, even if you don't want to be completely gluten-free, um, some of us get our energy back within two weeks of cutting down on the gluten and and the whole wheat thing. So is that right. something else you want to bring up? Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So you mentioned Wheat Belly, and that's a book by William Davis. There's a great, great podcast for Sean Croxton on Underground Wellness, which is another show here on Block Talk Radio. You can check that out. I believe that show was on September 28, 2011. Really great show. You check wow. that out, and you look at William Davis when he talked about his, he was a he's a practitioner for cardiac preventive disease. I'm probably saying that wrong. In any case, he remembered when his clients were. He's basically trying to treat him with a standard medical practice of saying, "Here, eat more whole wheat, more whole grains." This is part of the, the you know routine. They said this is what you do to your patients, and you know less salt, and all this other stuff. But he remembered a page in his uh, two weeks of nutrition education, which is kind of standard to what most uh, doctors have. I forget if it's two weeks or two months. Don't quote me on that, but I know it's not that much. 
any case, you remembered a page where it showed the glycemic index of a single slice of bread was two tablespoons of sugar. So knowing that mm. sugar causes a whole lot of problems in the body and, you know, diabetes and all these other things going on, and most of the patients who had heart disease were also suffering from uh, type 2 diabetes. He said, hey, look, just go off of wheat. Let's take wheat out of your diet. So anything wheat food-related, just just take it out whenever possible. Not at all. Stop eating it. And these patients got better. They were losing weight. They didn't have the wheat belly bloat that you just mentioned. And when later he was getting them off their... uh, uh, you know, Lipitor and those different drugs because their um, LDLs were, were going down. Uh, he was getting calls from their diabetic doctors going, why did you take my patient off their medication? And he's saying, I didn't take your patient off the medication. I just told them they probably didn't need it anymore. And they agreed with me and they went off of it because they no longer suffered from these problems. So this isn't stuff I'm pulling out of my butt. I don't run a medical practice. I'm just <laughs> learning through observation and I'm learning through... Uh, all the information that's bring, being brought through such wonderful people like William Davis, like Paul Tech, and like Sean Croxton, who are doing a great job in the world. and are, I mean, they're like real heroes of nutrition and education and health. You know, it's like it's awesome. So, yeah, so that's part of it. And I, met, I forgot the other part of your question. Oh, no, um, no, that was... I, I... That was what I wanted you to hit on this whole thing because people aren't understanding why I love my breads. I love my breads, all of them. I love all breads. I don't think I've met a bread that made me sick or just you know that I didn't. People go, I don't like rye. Okay, I love rye. No. Okay. Well, let me let me bring up let me bring up the I just remember what it was about the bloat and, okay. and a lot of the problem of the bloat has to do with a lot of us are becoming intolerant and the gluten sensitivities. You know, because in, in wheat is a thing called gluten, and a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm glu-, you know, you see all these products on the shelf, gluten-free bread. Oh, oh I'm living a gluten-free life. And you're like, what is going on? And basically, we're finding that our bodies, due to this poor wheat that I just mentioned, our bodies are, I don't like this. If you need to listen to your body, and that's another part of getting better, it's not just nutrition, listening to your body. But our bodies are saying, look, I, it's like a mosquito bite. We're getting inflamed because this stuff is in our gut. You need to listen to your gut. It's getting, uh, it's getting probably bigger. And when, I think you notice, like sometimes you'll eat a piece of bread and you're just like, oh my god, I can't eat another bite. And really, all you had is maybe the bread before, before you at the dinner table when you go to a restaurant. And you've just been eating some bread and you're like, man, I'm already getting full. I really don't feel like eating that much. Uh, until maybe the food arrives, and suddenly you get this rush of like, oh man, I could eat everything on the table because it's expanding your belly and you're getting those gas and stuff like that. And it's like it's making room for more. Same the reason they put the soda on the table, they're making room for more. It's another way for your body right. to accept more food. So, yeah, basically we're becoming inflamed due to uh, allergic reactions or sensitivity to food that is, it's just not, <laughs> no longer good for us, is, is really what people are finding. So, so when I was talking about not uh, you know, loving my bread and stuff, I, I just want anybody who's listening to know that that um, whatever vectors uh, advice is, you know, whatever he's given you is is things to try, you know, suggestions to try to see if it helps change the way you're feeling. 
especially if you're feeling run down and such. But it doesn't mean, like, I know you're not advocating for people to give anything completely up, right, Vector X? Because that's not... Yeah, no, 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 not at all. That's not And again, even, I think yeah. even with you, I think even when I was bringing this information to you, uh, there's a skepticism there. I Please, be skeptical. If you have something to say to prove oh, me I, wrong, you know, bring it, bring it to the table because absolutely you're going to go, I don't want to give up my bread. It's, it's absolutely part of your comfort food. Just start making observations about things like wheat, like, you know, carbs, like sugar. Um, try a day where, you know, if, you're, if you have, have the option available to remove the wheat from the bun of your hamburger, do what your day is like after that. How did you feel that day? Keep a note, keep a journal with you. And just, just see what foods you ate and how did you feel after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even Absolutely. if you don't keep we that journal, even if, you're, yeah, even if you keep that idea in your head, how do I feel? What is my relationship with this food going on right now? It's kind of like, you know, how am I doing with this new boyfriend, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> keep the mental note. Right. And you, you'll start noticing, you know, what is making a difference and what, what isn't. Uh, is anything vector said making, making sense? You know, please. Yeah. No. Well, you just said it's like like a, a journal with a new boyfriend, and I remember hearing you talk about uh, your relationship with your food, and that really hit me hard. With um, you know, just kind of figuring out what kind of relationship we have with our food. I mean, if if we look at the way we treat it, do we? Uh, I believe you're saying, do we sit there and actually? You know, are we grateful for it and and enjoy it and pay attention to it while we eat? Or do we treat it as something that we just completely take for granted, we just throw it down our mouth and, you know, whatever, I'm not going to pay attention really, it's just food. And I feel like the latter is such an unhealthy way to regard our food, that our relationship with our food is not, you know, it, it should be, wow, check this out, check out what I'm eating, let me pay attention just like you would with another person that you were dining with. Are you not going to pay attention to them, or, you know, are you going to focus on, on your dining partner? That's what it feels like to me. It is very much. You remember that episode of Seinfeld where they sat down with a Snickers bar and they ate them with a knife and fork? <laughs> yeah, and I tried that. i got to be honest. And it, was, it felt different. How did that feel, did that feel for you when, you when you made that difference? When it wasn't just a dirty candy bar and a wrapper that you unwrapped and right. threw the wrapper away and you jammed it in your mouth and you did your duty eating it and then you're done with oh, it. Versus when you actually, like, put it on a table, like a little nice plate, like maybe a white square plate, one of those pretty ones from, uh-huh. you know, Bed Bath or, you know, some nice place. And you sat down with your nice shiny fork and your nice shiny knife and you cut it in half and you're like, oh, and you like, observe it. They've done tests with people where they put them in a room and they're like, here, this is this is an imported chocolate from, you know, some fancy, you know, far-off country, and it's made by Indians in their little huts, uh, whatever, you know. <laughs> you're made by the native people of, of such and such, right? right. So, right. and then you're going to eat, you're going to like, and they, they tested those people, like, eating that piece of chocolate. They really took their time with it, because this is the only time they're probably going to be able to taste this and know the history of this chocolate. And they did another, you know, study group, you know, that just told them, here's some chocolate we found, you know. Go ahead and eat it, you know. And it wasn't anything special about it. It was like, here's some good diva chocolate. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a Hershey chocolate. And they just shove it in their mouth, eat it, and kind of gone. So it's like, you, you take your time with something. You really taste your food. You know, everything should be like that. You should be able to enjoy your food. It shouldn't just be something out of a box. You know, the hamburger helper, right. you add them, whatever. Uh, you know, what is your relationship with food? Is it something you just shove in your mouth to get the day over with? I need my energy. 
Because you've got to right. appreciate what the calories are bringing to you, what the quality of those calories are. Because not all calories are just a calorie. And how about we segue right into calories from that? How's that? Oh, look, woo, I told you we were magic. So. Right. So how about this? Yeah, because people, I remember one of my favorite movies, um, and it's uh, Steel Magnolias, of course, and uh, I remember there was a scene where one of the ladies was walking by the other ladies going, calories, calories, and I know Dolly Parton wanted to, you know, shove her foot up that lady's ass, but Anyway, um, it was, you know, the whole thing I was going, calories, is that all you know? That's all you know about it? Is just, oh, you got to count calories? No, that's not that's not the, the right way to look at calories, that you just count them. Because not every calorie is the same, right? It doesn't and, work that way. Like, that's like it doesn't work that way. way. It doesn't work oh, that way. Oh, yeah. It, uh, it has to end here. Yes, it will end here. <laughs> Take calories, calories are yeah, are, are a big a big thing. And I, I, you know, part of when you start learning this stuff, and please don't do this. What I've done with fellow friends and colleagues in the past is when you start learning something like you know, what did I just mention about wheat and stuff like that? And you see someone picking up you know a loaf of Wonder Bread in the store, and you're kind of like, hey, don't do that. And just you know. Make your observations. Keep it, keep it to yourself. And if, if people start asking, bring it to the table. But don't pull off your Superman shirt and go no, and stop somebody. It's not, it's, it's not that handy. And you just you won't make good friends that way. Anyway, moving on. Calories. Basically, a friend of mine was was saying, hey, I got to start counting my calories. And I really started going, well, you know, not just about that. Uh, the best way though to, to explain it is like you're gonna have a plate in front of you. You got two plates in front of you. You got one plate full of uh, a bunch of chicken, another plate full of a bunch of, I don't know, spinach, cooked spinach or something. And you got another plate full of donuts. And you're going to eat uh, 3,500 calories from each, uh, one of each, uh, from each plate, let's say, you know. And you got to imagine how you're going to feel after eating the 3,500 calories worth of chicken. Is it going to be a whole platter? Or is it going to be, you know, a couple pieces, maybe five pieces? I don't know. But, you know, like one, a few donuts is going to do it pretty quick. And we all know how you feel after eating a donut. It's not good. And then going to your, into your spinach and stuff like that, it's going to be, you're going to have to eat a lot of it. Right. And, you know, the fibrous content might like, regret that decision. But I feel better about that than to plate of donuts. I don't know about you. But that's one way to think about it. In, in the simplest form, I'm thinking about how you're going to, you know, what, what are the calories bringing to you? What is the, again, what is the quality of the relationship of the food in front of you going to bring to you and how you feel and what it's going to do for you? Or another way of thinking about, you know, what about a big plate of fruit? You might get a lot of calories, like uh, you might get a lot of sugar from the food, but you're also getting the fiber, and that, and that fiber is going to slow down how your body is going to, you know, be processing that sugar. How quickly is it going to be entering the body? through the process right. of how the, the body does, the body does some amazing things with food. If you really start learning about it, you know, the body doesn't just process something as sugar. It, 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 it you know, it's science. It's amazing. <laughs> I'll get more um, on that. But. <laughs> now, the, the, the whole thing with, uh, you know, empty calories um, versus healthy calories, you know, um, brings me right 
two. So, so by the way, people, I'm not trying to rush through this because, um, but it, it it always brings up another topic when he mentions one thing. Um, the emptiest calories, the most empty calories that I I can think of out there right now are in soda. I feel right. like, you know, I, I was once a soda holic. Well, not really. I mean, I really loved soda, um, but I, I wasn't doing I know people who do it every day or who do it, you know, like several times a day. And the ones I know are suffering. But like you said, I can't right. go and, and I'm not going to preach at them. If they ask, then, you know. But there was a friend who did ask recently, and he uh, he came to Vector and with Within what a week or two of of uh, cutting back on soda and the wheat. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. he looks smaller now. He feels much better. He's got energy back because energy is always the first thing to come back, right, Victor? Once you stop, you know, with the unnecessary stuff. Well, not just your energy, but your your brain function. You you lose that brain fog, they call it. Right. And right. yeah, you. you you really, you know, I made a joke. I mentioned to somebody today in, in writing them about this show. I said, you know, it's kind of like, you got to think, like, instead of, like, what would Jesus do? Like, what would Batman eat? You know, I don't <laughs> <laughs> What would Batman eat? Would he be eating a plate of donuts and down on the Mountain Dew and the, and the Coke? And, you know, like, no, man. Like, even in the movie, he's drinking some green drink. You know, it's, he's got it now. Hey, come on, man. You're missing my Batman invitation here. Okay. And oh, now I don't want to I thought do it was those. Bug. I thought Bug was coming in with something. Oh, you did? That's pretty good. If he thought you were doing it, then I... My Batman invitation. Not too bad, right? <laughs> there you go. Do it again. I missed it. <laughs> oh, Bug just did it. Now that he did it, I, I don't want to do it because it, it pales in comparison. Anyway, I think Batman would be eating criminals. The bodies yeah. of those who sleep. You know, so there you go. What did the chicks say about... Buttery justice, spreading his buttery justice well, through the nooks and crannies of society. Oh, um, oh the pig. Yeah. yeah. Love the pig. Um, Let's see. Soda. Okay, there's that. That is a can of worms uh, because there's there's three components in, well, there's several components in soda, and it depends on if you're talking about uh, the C word. The sugar. Brands, um, the the yeah, the sugar. You know, well, that's the thing. Traditionally, the mm-hmm. yeah. Traditionally, Coke. Let's say, let's just say the C word and say Coke. But uh, was was made with sugar, and I believe that's when you started the whole. Uh, back in the day, like in the eighties, I don't know if anybody remembers. If they're as old as I am, about the uh, the Coke being changed to New Coke. And basically, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's when they started bringing in uh, high fructose corn syrup. At least it was it's similar to that it? era. Yeah, it was so good the way it was. That new Coke was crap. Well, that's the it thing. Was like, there was actual sugar. Look up any can. Start looking at your ingredients, folks, and start picking up cans of, of your favorite beverage that's canned and, look, and notice whether or not it is sweetened with sugar or whether it is sweetened with high fructose corn syrup. Um, people shorten it down to HFCS. Or if it's a diet soda, it's probably sweetened with aspartame. So this is liquid sugar, and there is no, like I mentioned with the fruit, there is no fiber for the body to process that beverage um, the way it should. You're bombarding your body with huge amounts of sugar. 
And when you also come in uh, contact with, say, it's uh, caffeinated cola, then you have the caffeine, which is a diuretic. So now you are thirsty. Also, um, Coke specifically adds salt, and the salt adds to your thirst. You don't need to put that in there. And I think it was, um, oh, boy, I forget the guy's name. Anyway, he, he mentioned that there was a RC cola used to not put any salt in at all. But you're already like, let's say you're your doctor, your cardiologist, saying, hey, leave salt out of the diet. And when there's, here they are sneaking in salt in the soda. Why do you need it? It's it's right. engineered for palatability of you having more of it. They want you to be thirsty so that you drink more of it. They're making right. hand over fist money off of soda. I guarantee you, you will feel better, way better, if you just cut soda out. And it's one of the hardest things to quit. But once you do it, you don't miss it. Am I right, Brock? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, if I have, like, a couple sips of root beer, especially the hands is natural, I'm going, this is good, but you know what? That's enough. I'm good. Good off of this stuff. Yeah. But so I give that know. a try. If nothing else from the show, try try backing off of the soda. Uh, and if you are drinking uh, diet soda, Really, really strongly recommend you, you stay off aspartame. That's a whole other topic. Again, any one of these topics I'm bringing up, this is like the Reader's Digest version of 200 and something, you know, podcasts from Sean Croxton of all these different guests that he's interviewed and anything I've learned from Paul Check in many of his books or his courses. It's like ridiculous. Huge amount of knowledge I'm trying to jam into one little show here, guys. It's not going to happen. But let's bring up aspartame quickly because you don't, have a regular soda versus aspartame. Aspartame, again, like I said, the body processes stuff, does amazing things with the, with the biochemistry and everything to where aspartame is processed through the body. You can look this up for yourself and Google it. Process in the body, aspartame is a chemical form of formaldehyde in your body. And what does it do? It basically preserves your, your fat cells. And what come, terms I use is like you see someone walking around with the, with the bubble butt with the 50,000 dimples ass. in it. That's what I call it. Yeah, the diet right. soda ass. Guarantee you. I remember not seeing that many fat people as a kid. Definitely didn't see that many dimpled, huge asses walking around. And, you know, I, and I don't, you know, it's, again, I'm not trying to, whatever. It's just some, this is an observation post. So see if you observe, if you agree with my observations. And, again, you can count me wrong. Like, oh, that's just full of crap. Okay, well, prove me wrong. But, um, again, it's an observation. So, And you're also, with aspartame, it has been also found to mimic the, the properties of multiple sclerosis and another disease I forget the name of. But people who have been diagnosed with MS by a doctor because they were addicted to diet sodas went off of diet sodas. What happens in the next doctor visit a few months later? It's like, oh, look, look, your MS has gone away. You can look that up in a, in a documentary called uh, Sweet Misery. It's not the best-looking documentary in the world, but it's got good information. You know, the um, whole diet soda thing, I remember reading in a I, – I was quite entertained with the, the Skinny Bitches book. They cracked me up because they were the first women oh. who just came out and just swore up and down. Just, but they called diet soda something that just stuck with me. Remember. They called it a chemical shit storm. And, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I, a chemical why, shit like, storm. Right. One of my favorite people drinks a couple. You know who you are if you're listening to this. And he drinks a couple of diet sodas every time I see him. You know, and 
the guy doesn't have a lot of vices, so I'm like, you know what, I never nag at him. It's his choice. But uh, if if I could say quit one thing, you know, take it out of your diet, quit all those diet sodas every day, and I bet he'd, he'd, uh, he'd see a big difference. But like you said, you can't go giving advice where it's not being solicited. So, um, but the sodas, I agree. I, I'm reading in the um, in the chat room that uh, Moxie, whoa, Coppola, I, I look like I dropped 15 pounds when she kicked soda. Yeah. <laughs> Because that bloat is just it's awful. And it doesn't help when you eat, you know, at an all-you-can-eat buffet and you drink the soda to expand your belly so you can eat more. I see that so often. It's just I'm going, wow, I, oh, yeah. I really hope this is an everyday thing for you because that's, that's so bad. But, you know, what are you going to do? You can't, you can't be the food. Yeah, it's, Although it's no vegan police yeah. is pretty cool. Huh? Remember the vegan police in Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. Oh, I love the vegan Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> well, um, I'm gonna leave out. I'm gonna I'm gonna stray away from 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 veganism and vegetarianism and this particular thing because again, it's another whole topic. I'm not gonna get into. I I don't have anything strongly against it for a short amount of time trying out uh, veganism or vegetarianism. I just don't think it should be a way of life. I believe that any of these things we're talking about should be, become a lifestyle change. Don't just look for the quick fix. Don't look for the diet. Look for something you can do every day. Even the things of the no-carb no diets, everything like that, I can't maintain that. Now, even our budget these days, you can't maintain it. It's something that you need to look at in, in moderation, but what is moderation? Let's define it. I agree with what John Croxton says, have an 80-20 rule. 80% bad, 20%, sorry, 80% good, 20% bad. <laughs> Well, the Total opposite of what just, I just said. Yeah, you just described America. 80% bad, 20% good. Go for it. America, <laughs> only fruit salad. Not true. Yeah, only fruit salad. Let's do it. Okay. Not at all. So 80, 80, so think that breaks so think about it. That kind of breaks down into a weekend scenario. You're kind of bad on the weekends, but the rest of the week, can you maintain <laughs> not having carbs? And instead of carbs, you, you know, you put in, uh, let's say at our buffet at work here, you know, you got your your bread, and then, you, you know, you go for, go for salad instead of the bread, you know. So, so where you can substitute, you know, just get, get a lot of fiber in, in, your, in your diet, like uh, lots of fruits and vegetables instead of the garbage, as they call it. Ah, garbage in, garbage in. Yeah, okay. I like that. Um, the whole thing with, you know what, and, and I won't, you know, because you have been to comments from all the uh, vegans and vegetarians. This is this is just this is Vector's if you wanna discuss that with Vector anytime, um in private and I don't mean in the flame war because he just offended he didn't you know, it's not like he's trying to offend and he's trying to spread some information and this is just from what he's learned. So um, Yeah not, not at all. It, and again it's something yeah. you I have lots of vegetarian friends who know what they're doing. Again, it's something they study. And you look into things like what are the best foods to provide you the best protein that you know your body needs. And if you think you're, you're feeling good doing that, listen to your body. I'm not against that. There are some people who have, have been uh, doing great on a vegan diet, and there's other people who do not do that well because they're in a state of denial that what they're doing is right for them and for the world. And it's a dogmatic approach of doing what, 
what they absolutely believe is, is right, but they're not listening to their body, it can get into very dangerous situations. So that's part of my thing. Is I just want people to listen to their body and be open-minded about what feels good for them to have. And, I, and it's, it's when you look at it as a diet and you look at it as right and wrong, you're already bringing stress into the situation, which is, again, it's, it's stress is part of the scenario, folks. It's all in, related it, it absolutely is not uh, not eating right. Think, think about it. When we see people not eating right, half the time they're stressed and they're in a hurry. You know, so who wants to stop and think healthy? You know, unless it's a it's a, unless it's a knee jerk response. You know. Well, yeah, and, it's like uh, you know what 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 is healthy, and also you know you hear the the standard you know dogmatic approach within you know. The uh, wellness industry is like diet and exercise, diet and exercise. As long as you have the right diet and you're doing your exercise, you're going to be fine. But not all of us have time for exercise. Not all of us have the fortitude to look into the diet and make sure you're doing everything right. So just part of, it's just, again, it's a part of the equation is just really start looking into what makes you feel good and what makes you feel bad. And I believe... Having not really gained, I mean, Rocky, you've known me for quite a while. I've been on this lifestyle for about, like you said, about a decade. And am I gaining weight? Am I looking worse? Uh, hope not. Does it well, seem like my energy I, is... I kind of want to tell you that... that yeah, kidding. Kidding. Uh, no, you look good. You look the same. You don't look like you're aging, and half of us want to kick your ass because of it. So, yeah, can we move on from that? Thank you very much. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, yeah. how do you feel with the, way, with, the, with the decisions that you've been making? Um, a lot better. I, I don't feel, I honestly don't feel as, because, you know, there's um, a few weeks back I just, I gave up, and I know this sounds really hard, everybody, if you're listening. I don't expect you to do it, and I can do it forever. I just wanted to see how I felt. This was an experiment for myself. I'm old enough to where I'm going, I need to know what's working for me and what's not, and I'm tired of it being a big jumbled mess of, well, did that food have anything to do with it? I gave up wheat, dairy, um, sugar, corn, and caffeine. And I know some people were going, what's left? <laughs> I don't I don't like you, but... Um, Oh my God! Within like a week, I was going. I can kick the world's ass right now. I feel so good. Or, or I can, you know, just turn that into a more, you know, constructive and and <laughs> better phrase and keep it. But I felt like I I was completely energized again, and I wasn't hungry because you know, giving up. Let's let's take this like one thing at a time. Giving up because I thought, what the hell can I eat? Right? Remember, I'm sitting here. At Trader Joe's going, what can I have? Well, I could have a kick-ass quesadilla by having, you know, what, uh, veggies. And, and, and you're going, a quesadilla is in a tortilla. Yeah, but you can go to Trader Joe's and get a, a brown rice tortilla that kicks serious butt. It really is so good. Uh, you can eat veggies. And, and you can, I still eat meat, you know. Um, and I was... I was just pretty happy with that. The only reason I've I've introduced some of those back into my diet is because I'm still in an experimental stage. And like you said, it's it's not cheap, you know, uh, to cut yeah. everything and and then get all those expensive items, you know, all the time. But but even if it's just something you can maintain for a few months, that's right. great. And then 
and and then and introduce other things back and then you know don't affect you so that but I felt great and I still do so knock on right. Oh, yeah. It has to do with the quality thing again. The quality of your calories. You you put thoughtful effort into it. Like you mentioned, you're, you're shopping at Trader Joe's, and I uh, we have a friend, uh, Seva, uh, who knows a lot about Trader Joe's, and uh, she was telling me that a lot of Trader Joe's because uh, I don't you know I study when I can, but sometimes people bring information to me. I'm like, oh great. Uh, a lot of Trader Joe's things are non-GMO. A lot of their animals are free range. And these are things that are important. Um, and when you can, try and, you know, think about how was that animal, if you're eating your meat, how was that animal treated before it came to you and to be part of you, to feed you in your life? Was it the dirty cows you see on I-5 that stink up the entire valley in kind of an Auschwitz environment of pain and suffering? Or were they from a grass-fed valley, free range, where they're out on the hills. You think this stuff doesn't make a difference? Again, do the taste test comparison. Keep your journal. Try the meat from your grocery store, that standard looking kind of gray unless they inject it with some red food dye to make it look fresh. This shouldn't happen, folks. You should have good – vote with your dollars. Go to places that you know are getting your better food, that's, that's treated better when you can. And just make these make these uh, again part of your lifestyle when you can do it. And again, it's, it's hard, but once you start once you start getting in the groove of this, it's not that bad. So I know that like uh, we've got uh, a couple comments in the uh, chat room about uh, no Trader Joe's um, or Whole Foods in, in certain areas. Um, so I'm thinking where I would look is uh, if there are farmer's markets around, because they also have really good, you know, fruits, vegetables, not just that, but they have, they have people doing local breads, um, local honey, and uh, meat. Meat, uh, Our farmer's markets have, uh, they have fresh fish and uh, meats also. Um, So that helps. So so let me, let me address Let me let me quickly address the the idea of uh, you you have the situation where you want the good foods but they're not available in your area. There's a great book out there called uh, Good Food Bad Foods. I believe it's called. Double check. My notes. We'll look it up for you. They're all over the place. Yeah, Good Foods Bad Foods. Uh, rich, sorry, Rich Food Poor Food by Mira and Jason Calton. Uh, look up the uh, the podcast underground. Well, that's again good. A lot of links. Anyways. They did a great job. They they made a book where they are giving you your grocery lists, how to go through your grocery store if you're not, you know, wherever you're shopping. They give you a guide on how to how to attack, you know, plan your attack through the grocery store. If you have no choice, here's the best option you can do. They also have coupons available in that book. Awesome. Um, what? That's yeah, great. Yeah. Yes. They also, I believe, again. We'll try and leave links, but I believe they have a, uh, you know, they probably have their own website, their own or something. Tools, awesome tools to use. Um, again, start looking at your ingredients. Um, I think another good, I think her name's Sally Fallon. I think she's associated with uh, Weston A. Price Foundation. Check out westonaprice.com, and they also have good links and advice to uh, help you plan your shopping attack. 
um, and things to consider. They have a lot of great advice con- concerning, you know, your paleo diet questions, uh, what kind of good dairy versus, you know, bad dairies, good fats versus bad fats, choosing your meats, all this stuff. Um, again, farmer's market is a great idea. Not everybody has them available in their area, but when you do do that, you are supporting local farmers instead of big agriculture, which is causing problems. Um including things like Monsanto, which, again, is another can of worms. I don't want to get too deep into it, but basically genetically modified foods are causing problems with local farming and stuff that help build this country, and it's it's nuts. So, yeah, there's lots of resources out there, and, again, we'll try and provide as many links as we can because I know we only got an hour and a half to take care of all this. And I try not to go on my tangents. I apologize. Tans are okay here. We we deal with them with from zero all the time. So he's not here, so you get his half of the time for for tangents. So it's so okay. long, losers. <laughs> Thank you, bud. Um, you know what the the whole thing with um and and that brings up next week's show too. Next, uh, this is part two where we have uh, Sakura from um, the Los Angeles chapter of the initiative and they um she has just gotten her um oh gosh i don't want to misquote what she is she she studies nutrition as well and just became certified and her show is going to be on on eating healthy uh for less you know because you don't have to awesome. buy yeah right all the that uh and we'll bring you back so you two can chat you know together stop at a show you can be her co-host if you want um, but it, it doesn't have to be super expensive. I know that there aren't as many choices available in some parts. I'm just I take it for granted how much we have here. But you're right. There are there are options. It's just it's harder to find them now. Now with the book, rich food, poor food. Like you said, if they do all a lot of that legwork for you, that could be the thing to get. I think we need to send one out to somebody I know who's on in the chat room right now. Um, and besides that, like you said, it has coupons. So that's crazy that they're offering coupons in a book. Um, yeah, I thought that was a great. I'd never heard of any other book doing that. Yeah. Where they actually yeah. talk to manufacturers of the foods that they're promoting and get some coupons. That's amazing. But yeah, they talk about the typical things, things you learn, and things you learn about you know budgeting and you know about you know, buying in bulk, all this stuff that you know the right foods to buy in bulk and you know what to buy. Oh, it's great. Yeah, we're, we're but yeah, the idea is. Uh, go ahead. Oh no, no, I was saying I definitely have to pick up one of those now. Yeah, I know. Wish I had it right here in front of me, but I don't. Um, so yeah, um, what else? I mean, there's a lot to cover. Um, I know that. I mean, I could, you know, I could start anywhere. I could start telling you the story of how, like, why I got into this and everything, but. Um, Really, it's up to you. Um, it, if if you want to, if you want to tell the story of why you got into this, sure, of course, we want to know where you started, or why you started. If you were a if you were a cop, we'd ask you what what made you decide to be a cop. So, you know. <laughs> well, part of this started through a certain someone who I know who has was having uh, health problems. And uh, a lot of it had to do with uh, things like irritable bowel and gastrointestinal disease. Kind of familiar. And uh, I 
thought I knew a little bit, a thing or two about nutrition. I, I, I don't know if many of you know I'm an artist by trade, and I was a graphic artist, and a lady was putting together a manual on nutrition, and she had her own ideas and theories. Uh, I worked closely with a, a nutritionist in the sport club I was working with, and again, so I thought I knew a thing or two about nutrition. And, I, you know, I thought that there, you know, if you're going to go in the grocery store and you're going to get your butter, you got to make sure you get your, uh, what is it? I can, either I can't believe it's not butter, or I forgot what, what was the thing I used to buy. Jed spread, country crock. Well, it wasn't country crock. It was something else. It was something else. Like I was sure it had the added omega oh, oh, threes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Brummels and was it Brummels with the yogurt spread or whatever that was? One of those. In any case, it, I you know I was I was telling my friend at work. I said, hey, you know I'm going to get this. You know we got this cool we got this cool spreadable butter. It's got the lower. Uh, it's got the lower fat, you know. It's basically Franken butter, is what I call it now. And it, he's like, no, 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 you want the real butter. I'm like, what, are you crazy? You don't want real butter? You don't want to be like Paula Deen getting huge and butter, butter, butter. And get the butter, butter. You he's like, Paula Deen alone. I love that. Lady. I know. I love Paula Deen. Anyway, so he's like, no, 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 check it out. I'll, he's like, I'll send you a website. And he sends me this website that has all this information I had never heard. Of. This, all this stuff sounds crazy. And uh, I, I went back to my friend and I said, look, what, what's going on here? Like, how do you know all this stuff? And he's like, well, um, basically, my wife had a form of cancer. And uh, the doctor says, look, there's probably no help in her at this point. And I took it into my own hands. And this is, this is a recurring theme. A lot of people have either their own health problems or health problems with someone they love, and they look into it. And they try and look on the, you know, the Internet is a huge resource these days. And a lot of people start doing their own armchair, you know, research but start finding truths. And uh, the truth is, for the most part, eating real food will help you in, you know, just, it just helps your your overall life. You know, lifestyle is amazing. So that's the long and short of it. Is like basically through him showing me these, these different approaches to, to eating uh, real food, was going to be was going to be the answer, but I didn't take it at face value, and I don't expect anyone else listening to take it at face value. So, Mason, my my main message is start looking it up yourself. Look at people. Wait, wait, wait. Like Sean Crock. What? I have to interrupt you, and, and this is for point. Your friend and I know the story, so this is why I'm interrupting because I, I feel like you're cutting this off when really you should be telling them what happened. Okay, so she's got cancer that they believe, you know might not be, you know, treated through chemo or, or whatever else, you know, they could they could do. And so he takes it upon himself to, to research and uses food as a cure. Now, you're leaving the listeners hanging here by not letting them know what happened with her. That's true. No, her cancer is, right. you can't say you cure cancer. They won't let you say that. But her cancer is not been around or been in remission uh, since as long as I've I've known him, I think it was even before that, so it was over ten years. This lady okay, cancer is not there. Right. And they so also had a, people, had a, I'm sorry. Oh, well, yeah, I think you're going into that. I was going to say, but you're also uh, there are people out there who are going. Yeah, there's so many factors. It could have been something else. But then after that happened with those two, wasn't there a second person that came to him? Yeah, there were other people coming to him with not just uh, cancer issues, but issues with um, with real bad asthma. Um, 
he brought them. I see again. It's a case by case factors, but if you, he, I, think, I believe he ended up bringing them a uh, couple. They had real bad asthma attacks, and he brought them two liters of raw milk. And due to his own studying and and you know knowing about these diseases, he he knew that that this was the answer for them to treat their again. Uh, specific problem, and it's you know it's a case by case basis. Everybody's different, uh, but yeah, just his knowledge of nutrition. The guy's like Spock with nutrition, and um, but again, he is no doctor. Uh, he just does a lot of research. Uh, I'd love to get him on the show sometime, but he's kind of a shy guy. But you know, it's which is funny because the guy can talk and talk and talk more than I can. So yeah, it's a case by case. Right, so but but I'm saying that not only did he help his his wife's cancer, but he also helped another one, another person who had come to him with cancer, and with all and other people who came to him with other uh, ailments, right? So right, that's what, yeah. For me, I'm thinking if if heaven forbid I found out I had something like that, I I know that I would do all the research on my own, and I would definitely run to him and say, hey, you know what, this stuff. It's worth a try. Obviously, worth a try. So um, yeah, you see, kind of, when someone says, "Hey, I kind of cured my wife's cancer with nutrition alone," you kind of start paying attention to what resources he brought to the table. He actually brought me a resource. His favorite is uh, Dr. Mercola. Check out mercola.com, and they have lots of great resources there too. Some people like reading their information and lots of books and books and books. Some people like listening to their information, like I do. If there's an audio course, I'll take it. If there's a video course or a web, uh, was like a web series of, uh, you know, here, buy my web series of how to learn nutrition in a week, I'll take it. You know, give it to me. Mm-hmm. Because there's different ways mm-hmm. people learn. Again, everybody's different. So that was his way. But my way was different. I started learning about, again, he, he, I brought up raw milk. I was like, what is raw milk about? I'm afraid of it. It sounds like I'm going to drink it. I'm going to get bacteria and die. Let me look into this before I suddenly start putting something into my body. And I discovered a guy named Mark McAfee. He's out here in Fremont, uh, sorry, not Fremont, uh, Fresno. And he uh, has a raw milk dairy farm. And you start once you start learning about that, you start learning that uh, raw milk farmers, just like organic farmers, have to work twice as hard to get a product that is safe for humans to consume or else it cannot go out their door. They have to have a zero pathogen, you know, tested milk product. That means it has absolutely no diseases, zero possibility of you getting sick before it can leave their door. These people are working harder than any other milk industry that is pasteurizing your milk to get it to you, basically boiled to death. What is in your hand if you have a milk from a grocery store is no longer really considered milk other than the fact they injected it with vitamin D and other things to make it, to make it vitamin-worthy. It's not a food anymore. It's a drink. It's a dairy product that doesn't have lactase in it so that your body can process process the uh, lactose so that you don't get lactose intolerance. This is why everyone is suffering from lactose intolerance. This is something I learned because I stumbled upon. That that is how I just stumbled upon uh, through a YouTube search uh, onto uh, Sean Croxton. He had a video response to an interview with Mark McAfee, the guy who owns that farm. And here's Sean with his 200-something shows. I think at the the time he was maybe 100-something shows in. But I went back and listened to every single show this guy had. I ate it up. I had an hour and a half commute to work, eating it up. So everybody's story is going to start different, but that's where mine started. And 
Yeah, I'm hooked. It's like, it's uh, to me, it's amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially like you brought up the raw milk thing. Now I can I can attest. I was a little you know a little leery of um because of of, of things that I'd read, but then um, I tested it out myself, and I'm a firm believer in raw milk. Um, you know, it's, it, people go, but I'm lactose intolerant. No, here's the thing. Like he was just saying, you're not lactose intolerant. You're lactate deficient. And that's why your body responds the way it does to dairy products. If you have more right. lactate, you can handle things like ice cream and milk. So where do you get lactate? Ironically, raw milk. So, right. Um, <laughs> you it's great stuff. It, it, it mm-hmm. is a building healing food. It is something where if you have taken your antibiotics because you've had a sinus infection, in, in Rock, I think you just had something like that recently I heard about, yep. you yep. are told by your doctors, you better go buy some yogurt, you know, some Danon or something, and, and go and, and refresh your uh, your probiotics because your antibiotics have <laughs> gone through your system like napalm. They are indiscriminate and they just wipe out any and all bacteria in your gut and in your body. Your gut needs bacteria. You're actually made up of a lot of bacteria to help you process food. And one of those bacteria is, uh, it needs to be, you know, helped out, I believe. I forget if bacteria is an enzyme uh, or if uh, lactate is an enzyme or bacteria. But it's, it's something that is also indiscriminately wiped out. But tons uh, of great probiotics in raw milk. And I believe back in the day when you were uh, anemic, if you're suffering from, from uh, uh, isn't that anemic, uh, the blood disease when you're, like, losing? What's that? Did you say low iron? Yeah. No, uh, the... It's the blood disease where you're blank. losing blood. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, losing, you're losing your blood all the time, and, and there was a big problem with that back in the day when they still had raw milk. Uh, it was just called milk. You didn't boil it. You just you know, drank it. It came from the cow and you drank it, and your cows were healthy and it wasn't a problem. You know, it's funny to me that they say, you know, old, you know, old, what is it, old diseases. I forget the, I forget the saying. Sometimes I'm terrible when it's this late in the day. But uh, <laughs> basically the, the idea is that it was prescribed by your doctor. He would say, drink this milk because... It will help rebuild your blood. It's like it's a few steps away from being a, a building block to make blood in your body. It's amazing. This stuff is, you know. And again, people have have thoughts against, you know, dairy from cows not being so good for you. Um, find your moderation. Find what works. If you drink raw milk and you're like, whoa, no way. Raw milk for people, for consumption of people, not not like raw milk for your cat or something like that, because I believe there's some states out there where they will provide the sale of, of, of raw milk, but it's like it's not tested for pathogens or anything like that. So you really want to be careful. You know, make sure your your raw milk is safe for human consumption. Right. Um, and when you were talking about probiotics and antibiotics, it's, uh, one of the things before, by the way, bone broth, everyone, Talk about something that's super healthy for you and and helps with any gut issues, gut-related issues. And if you're sick, bone broth, man. Make some bone broth, put it into into ice cube form and uh, put it away for later in your freezer. And then when you need it, when you need that lift 
we'll attach uh, one of Vector's um, recipes or one of Moxie's recipes for bone broth up on um, up on the, the website. By the way, when we say we'll post up links, all you have to do is go to Facebook and type in in the search bar, type in Tribe Radio, and we'll come up. And everything we talked about tonight, all the links, all the books, everything will come up there. So if you're listening in, when you get in near a computer, check out Tribe Radio on Facebook. Um, but speaking of uh, antibiotics and the balance, there's one thing that I want to get into that's really important that, that makes like all the difference to me when I'm deciding on what to eat and what to avoid and knowing how I'm going to feel after, and that would be an acidic state versus an alkaline state in your body. And people still, when I mention that, they'll go, what the hell are you talking about? Acidic versus alkaline, you know, and maybe you could, you know, put that in some layman's terms for us. Let's see, uh, acidic foods. So sugar would probably be the most acidic food for you to consume. I think you all hear the theory about like, oh, if you put a a tooth in the in the soda overnight, it's going to be dissolved and gone. Whether that's due to carbonation or not, but that's something to think of when you're pointing to uh, to acidic. There's a there's a pH scale you can look up for sugar acidity or food acidity. Uh, and there are food charts you can look up. And uh, basically, if a food is acidic to you, your body is going to get inflamed and you're going to be robbed of oxygen. And oxygen helps you really, it helps your body heal. If you're highly acidic, chances are you're bloated. Chances are if you get bruised or cut, your, that bruise or cut is going to hang around for a while. And if you're alkaline and you've got good oxygen and blood flow in you, it's going to be just the opposite. Your body has what it needs to heal. But granted, you know, you have things like meat where those are acidic. But you're able to balance that out with something um, alkaline like, you know, a nice salad or some nice leafy greens. And those will alkaline your body. And one of the funny foods that I, I, I recommend of a, of a beverage is um, lemon water. It is alkaline. And it's funny how that works. You're like, lemons, lemons are acidic. But again, the right, body, right. body processes and it, it becomes alkaline. And it's really good. Yeah. It's a great healthy beverage for you to drink. Just have some water, squeeze a lemon in there. Great for you. Don't add the sugar. You don't need it. Take <laughs> the lemon with the water, you're fine. If you want some sweetness, a good sugar alternative would be uh, stevia, sweet leaf stevia. comes in several different forms. Try and find it in as pure a form as you can. There's something out there called Truvia. It's got some sucralose in it. They snuck it in, didn't tell you about it. They say it's stevia, not stevia. Again, jury's kind of out on stevia for some people. They say, well, we're not really sure long term what's going on, whatever. If you like it, give it a try. Um, you can also uh, try other sweeteners like, you know, honey is supposed to have uh, some good properties for you because it's supposed to balance your blood sugar. Um, but I've also heard the same about xylitol. Um, but xylitol, as the name kind of implies, there's an alcoholic quality to it. And, again, some people are going, well, I'm not quite sure. But Moxie, So check out online. You can, you can do a Google search for acidic versus alkaline foods and um, try and... 
steer your foods toward alkaline or a balance that will bring you less acidic, more alkaline, somewhere in the middle. Right. Um, I was saying that I was reading Moxie said, we grow stevia. Man, the fact that you guys grow stuff at all, I'm so jealous because, you know, get your own garden growing, people. That's, that's a wonderful way to help your own health through, you know, good nutrition. Um, and I was going to ask you about, you know, the, the whole stevia versus, because I still see people putting um, uh, sweet and low, sweet and low, yeah. and uh, what's the other one, and, and coffee meat, all those things into their coffee, and I'm thinking, that's just, I'm sorry that uh, I can't sit there and go, hey, you know what, that's not good for you. There's nothing out there that will tell you that coffee mate or, or you know, sweet and low are good for you. In fact, there's the, you know, the Internet is saturated with, with information to the contrary, that that stuff is crap, and yet people seem to think it's better than sugar. Well, between sugar, especially raw sugar, and the, the sweet and low, man, I'm going for the raw sugar. Or the real sugar over that, even though it's yeah, not. Yeah, after so many shows, it was simplified down on, 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 on one of the shows, and Sean just said, look, let's just eat real food, J-E-R-F, let's jerf it. And right. really, if you can break it down like that, if you're reading a label of a food that you really like, but it's got like 50,000 different ingredients in it, you don't know what any of it is because you're not a scientist or chemist, put it down. What else could you have that maybe was fresh and real? Uh, I used to like the Dan and yogurts back in the day. I would have a few, uh, or the fruit, fruit and yogurt parfaits from various restaurants, and God knows what's going into those. What's so hard about buying some Greek yogurt at the store, adding some honey, adding a handful of blueberries, which have great antioxidants and also can help fight Alzheimer's. It's been shown in a few studies. And putting some cinnamon on there, little, a few sliced almonds, my God, it's one of the best breakfasts you can ever have. So simple. Yeah. Ingredients. Uh, one of my favorite. Ridiculous. Um, good. Oh, oh you bacon. know, real quick, because, yeah, yeah, of course, and bacon. One of the things, you know, when you were saying acidic versus alkaline, maybe we can put up a link for you um, because in case people, you know, we, we kind of roll through that really quickly. But that's very important. It's more important to maintain an alkaline state. You know, in your body, with your body, then it is acidic. It's, it's just bad for you. Um, cancer can't live in an alkaline enrich environment, in an oxygen enrich environment. So um, that's why it's important to to stay more alkaline. And one of the easiest ways to go alkaline is leafy greens, right? That's a yeah. So you just grab some leafy greens, man. Throw them in everything. And they're so good for you. And the fiber, the fiber. You're in and out of the bathroom in five minutes. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Everybody poops. And if you don't want to be stuck in there for half an hour, go in and eat more fiber, drink more water. You'll be more alkaline. You'll be in and out. And you can do things that are really fun. <laughs> Unless, of course, you yeah. go in there to hide from the family and, and read magazines and stuff. And in that case, take, take all the time you want. Just open a window. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. It helps uh, me flax. What did you say? Oh, flax. It helps me flax. Wait, you're breaking up there. What was that? Because it sounds like some good information. Or... Yeah, for some of us, the poop room is our church, you know. It's just where you go for quiet and pray. To oh. That's okay. Bye, Thomas. I... Yes, That's... thank you, bud. All right. <laughs> you know what? We've got 15 minutes left, and is oh. there... 
Oh, we've got a sound. You know what, Vector, we're not cutting you off here. We're just going to, uh, Bug is letting me know that we still have a uh, a game that we play. Who's the person to And the game is Can't called... Wait. Dear God, what is that thing? This game we play every week. Uh, Bug brings you a new sound from a movie. And all you have to do, it's a sound. And all you have to do is tell us either the movie that it came from or the person that made that sound. So he's going to play that right near the end of the show. And no one got it last time. Are, are we going to give them a new one, or are we going to play the same song? We'll the same one. Oh, we're doing the same one. Uh, and what you can win is, is <laughs> he's not here, so I get to mess with him, is you get to get Zero to read anything you want on the air, anything you want. If you want him to read, and ha- but it has to be one sentence long. Of course, sentences can be made longer by putting commas in between the breaks. Don't tell him I told you that. Uh if you want him to read, so and so is a goddess. I love so and so. She's amazing. And the, you know, if you want him to read that, insert your name there. He'll have to read it if you win. So toward the end of the show, we're gonna play that sound, and then we give you a few minutes to call. If no one gets it, we roll the sound over, and next week's listeners get a chance to to get that. You know, it's not like winning a hundred dollars, but really, humiliating zero is kind of worth more than a hundred dollars, don't you think? I know I do. Um, love you, Anyway, uh, so I, I apologize, Victor. Back to back to this. If if there were, if you were to be someone's personal chef, and they said, what's "Hey, the sound? what's that?" What's that? I didn't what do oh, we didn't do the sound you... yet. It'll be on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Better than a hundred dollars, Mox. I agree, huh, Mox. Humiliating him is better than a hundred dollars. Um, if you were to be someone's personal chef for a day, and they said, "Hey, you know, here's a meal. I need a meal that's beautiful, and tastes wonderful, and is under, you know, so many calories because people still count calories." What is one of your favorite meals to cook up where you just feel good? You know that it's good for you, and tastes wonderful. Didn't know I was going to throw that question out at you, did you? No, I didn't. Let's see. So probably something like uh, a free-range chicken uh, uh, with some some spinach. Uh-huh. Maybe some nice fruit on the side. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Vector, Vector, I don't want them to miss out. You're, you're breaking up a little bit. So. Probably, again, some, some baked chicken. Uh, mm-hmm. Some spinach, perhaps, or some kind of leafy greens. Uh, I love like uh, kale salads, things like that. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, as much greens and as you can possibly pile on your plate because it's all good for you. But yeah, some kind of nice healthy meal, like either a, a nice chicken or um, that, again, preferably free range. Uh, if you're able to get grass fed beef. As a state, that's awesome for you. Uh, I believe Trader Joe's sells a ground beef version of it, and and something like that. And it's, some, and it's a lemon water, something like that. It's not very action packed, but if you add some maybe some uh, some fruit to it, like I said, um, maybe some mango salad or something like that, or papaya mango salad. Mm. Pretty I'm good. not hearing a yeah. I'm not hearing a lot of mashed potatoes, gravy, rolls, bread, or anything like that. I'm I'm hearing a I'm hearing a lot of veggies and protein. Yeah, or yeah. even uh, let's say like maybe some avocado, 
in there because then you get your your avocado's got a good saturated fat for you. Um, if you're gonna go you know the vegetarian route, uh, probably some a nice uh, source of nuts on there or something like that, like uh, sliced almonds or some walnuts in there. And walnuts got some good uh, some good nutrition. Uh, I believe it got good. It's like good for the brain. Kind of looks like a brain, and it turns out it is good for the brain. Um, I believe someone has a whole approach to that. They're like, eat the food that looks like something should be good for you, and apparently there's something to that. I haven't delved into that too much, but it's intriguing. Hmm. Now, I'm wondering, when you don't care and you throw caution to the wind and you know you're going to feel crappy later, but you do it anyway, what's your favorite food to indulge in? Ice cream or cake. Which is just not even food. That's like just straight up dessert. Uh, Aside from that, uh, probably something like, oh, man, I'm a sucker for pancakes. But, man, they're all wheat. I know it's bad, but, hey, if it's the weekend, maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll have some waffles. It's that 80 But any day of the week. What's that? I said it's the 80-20 rule. You can be bad 80% of the time, and then 20% of the time you can... Oh wait, did I say exactly that? right? You've been, wow. you've, been wow. you've been taking your notes. <laughs> I guess you can tell where my head is. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be bad eighty percent of the time, twenty percent of the. Just, anyway, I'm sorry. It's, it's dinner time here in the West Coast, and I'm a little hungry. And so, you know, when you get a little hungry, you get a little uh, stupid. That's my yep. excuse, and I'm st- sticking to it. And so, I must be hungry an awful lot, right, Bug? We didn't get to talk about about uh, about fat too much in in your food, but uh, a lot of people say like they watch the well, who is it the uh, the food guys the bacon guys with the bacon 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 strips. Oh 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 the, uh, oh my god um, epic epic meal time epic I love meal time thank you very much I can't eat what they make because I just look at it and I'd probably have one bite and then my right. My arteries would clog right there, you know, just throw off most of If they're going to talk to those guys, I would say, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of people say, well, the bacon's going to kill them, and that's the reason they're getting fatter. And they're getting fatter because they're putting whole, you know, friggin', what, every other food's got their, you know, uh, big, the Big Macs in them and all these different carbs yeah. and stuff like that. So it's not, the, it's not the bacon. You know, you get a good quality bacon, the fat from the bacon is actually it's good for you. When your body recognizes that it's, it's getting a good source of fat, it actually shuts down. I believe it's leptin. So your body knows that it's getting good quality fat, and it actually turns on burners within your body to say, "Hey, okay, we need to turn on the fat burners." Some people theorize that you can actually sit still, not do any exercise, and if you eat the right food, your body will activate fat burning in your body. Uh, I mean, same thing with uh, with people say with Paula Dean. It's all the butter, butter is gonna kill her. All the butter is making her fat. And you know, it's like no, it's not the butter. It's all the sugar recipes she's cooking up for you, because the sugar yeah. makes you go absolutely crazy, especially processed sugar. You know, it's just it's just frankincense. It's, it's not something we need. And the same is true with right. I didn't touch on this with aspartame. Aspartame actually, people say, well, it's coming from a natural food source. I think there was something saying. Uh, there was an old commercial that was like, oh, it's like bananas and milk. It's had amino acids in it that's making it sweet, but they taste like sugar. Problem is, each amino acid uh, molecule has actually got about 50 times, I believe, per molecule more than what is in nature. That's per molecule, huh. folks. You're getting flooded. Wow. You are getting 
flooded by a chemical amino acid your body is not ready for. And that's the reason why you're getting MS and all these different crazy diseases going on in people's bodies. So I wanted to bring that up real quick while I was on my mind. No, that's that's good. It's just people say, oh, but it's natural, it's natural. You know, it's cyanide, it's natural, but that doesn't mean it's good for us. So, exactly. Yeah, that, that, so, Watch um, out for natural ingredients, folks. When it says natural ingredients, that's I mean, another thing. Right. When we say, when we say, you know, eat, and maybe we touch on that next week with Southerners is the, the natural ingredients. Yeah. Lots of things can be labeled natural, but I'm not going to eat natural beaver ass. I'm sorry. It's just, it might be natural, but I don't want it in my food. So, um, yeah, if you say uh, artificial, uh, natural, like I think vanilla flavor, they, they claim, or, uh, there's a vanilla artificial sweetener that's actually made from the anal glands of beavers. You're absolutely right. When, when Rock brings that up, that's what she's speaking to. <laughs> Crazy. No, I'm, okay. I'm not making this stuff up. Once you start reading this stuff, you can make your own science fiction book. It's crazy. Right. I'm saying Bug actually wanted to eat beaver ass one time, and I said, no, no, just because it's natural. Right. <laughs> but, um, okay, so since we've got, we've got, thank you, Bug. We've, we've got, thank you. We've got five minutes left, uh, and so in that five minutes, I'm going to ask you to uh, give us your closing thoughts for now, because next week you're coming back as as, as maybe uh, just chilling out and, and maybe a peanut gallery for Sakura so that you can, you know, um, throw out some questions to her uh, regarding food that I may not have uh, touched tonight, if that's okay with you. Oh, but but first, Buggy's saying we have to do the sound. So, callers, get ready. Dear God, what is that thing? Because, yeah, we want to do that. And uh, humiliate zero time. So, here's the sound. Ready, set, the go. That is such a good sound. It's such a good sound. I want to hear it one more time. Shut up and play. Wow. <laughs> so if you know what that Bug, is, you, it's Bug, you know me pretty well. Have I seen that movie? I don't want to give away what it is, but have I seen this movie? I'm pretty sure you have. I swear to God, I don't know what that is. We don't, we don't own it. So, Maybe that's um, what it is. Okay, looks like this is a hard one. Nobody's here, you know, we're all getting off scot free here, not not getting humiliated by our listeners. Uh, by the way, you guys, we're we're pretty excited. We have been on the air for uh, what is it, over half a year now. We and we're still averaging eleven to twelve hundred listeners per episode. Um, so we're pretty excited. So if you're one of those eleven hundred, twelve hundred people per episode, welcome. We we hope we didn't. Uh, you know, just uh, make you wish you had that hour and a half back of your life because you can't. Sorry, it's ours. We monopolized it. Um, and so, Victor, is there anything you want to let people know before we uh, – we're going to sign out in a couple minutes. Uh, but before then, anything else you want to leave the listeners with before you come back next week? Yes, let's, let's think about things like uh, just eat real food. Yes. Let's – Let's get healthy to lose fat. 
not the other way around. You don't lose fat to get healthy. And um, everyone, please just check out. I mean, he's my health guru. I have to support him anytime I can. Uh, check out Sean Croxton's Underground Wellness Show here on Blog Talk Radio, or you can also download, download any and all episodes for free on iTunes. Just search Underground Wellness. And we'll change your life, I promise. Yep. He's absolutely crazy. Yep. He's an edutainer and uh, mm-hmm. really loves all of his content and all of his guests are great. It's not that he's a diet genius. It's that he's re- he's doing all these interviews with all these great health people like Paul Check and many of the people I've never heard of and now I can't stop thinking about. Um, right. So, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Yeah, I just want to support everybody thinking in, in terms of outside the box. What would a superhero right. eat? What would Batman eat to fight crime apart from justice and right, you know, right. salad or whatever you want, jokes you want to say? But really, you know, he's not from Krypton. He's eating like a hero. So how can right. he eat like a hero? Yeah. My uh, suggestion is eating real food, being aware, just like anything we teach in self-defense, of what you're eating, what's going in you. Have a good relationship with your food. That's right. Thank you very much. I want to thank you, Victor. Um and for all the good information, this is a show that uh, people might want to listen to two or three times only because he did give a lot of information and all of it is very useful. I can vouch for 90% of it helping me out. Seriously, the other 10% I haven't tried yet. Um, I want to wish a happy birthday to a couple of people. Radner's birthday is today. So happy birthday, Radner. Hope it's, it's great. Uh, Angie's birthday. Angie, if she's listening, she knows who she is or she probably doesn't if she's been drinking already. Um, but Happy birthday. Happy birthday, exactly. And um, everybody else, we're we're trying to get uh, Sean Coxton on here. Uh, Actually, we're interviewing him for Nation of Heroes documentary, which we're doing this summer. You can look that up, too. We'll provide a link to that on our website. And um, let's see. Anybody you want to say hello to out there? No? I'm looking at Doug. I want to say? Nah, we say hello. So uh, with our minute left, I want to say thanks again, Vector. We appreciate you coming in here and trying to help us all uh, live a happier, healthier life. You guys can check out any of our other um, shows. Go to our archives link um, through the Blog Talk Radio site, and uh, there's all kinds of stuff on there. And with that, have a happy, safe, healthy week, and we'll see you next time. Stay aware, think healthy. Zero. Better be here next year or next zero. Reminds of zero. I remind you of that. Dad, zero. What's coming to get you, Barbara? Trying to defuse the tension. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.